Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. What is up, Buttercup? I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Welcome to, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Vineyard Westside. If you haven't been here before, well, if you've been here before, also, welcome again. But if you haven't been here before, uh, man, thanks for coming. My name's Ryan, and uh, I'm the one who usually teaches here. Sometimes we have other people. And uh, this place, if you're, if you're new, just uh, want to let you know, it is awesome. This place is awesome. Thanks, yeah. Well, hey, one of the, one of the things that makes this place awesome is sometimes, um, sometimes prayers get answered really quickly. Uh, right before the service, we were praying together and asking that there would be breakthroughs, asking that there would be uh, people receiving things that maybe they haven't received before or uh, just surprises from God. A lot of times during worship, you'll see people who are holding their hands out like this uh, or putting their hands up. And a lot of times I just think about that's one of the opportunities where God will drop something in your hands, that he'll give you something. And so uh, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit moves is that he will give people visions. Uh, one of our friends here that's out in the crowd there, I won't, I won't make her stand up and wave her hand, but uh, she received uh, a vision during worship, and it was essentially of an army of angels that were coming from this side over here, and they began to surround the entire church one of the things that's talked about in scripture is that they would open their wings up and they will create a shield. But that there was an opening back here, there was one area left open behind us, and that right as she began to wonder why is that open, an angel came down and filled in that gap, opened its wings up, and connected everything to protect this place. And so, uh, yes. And so I, I don't know what all that means, but yes, I want, I want that. I want protection from an army of angels. We're going to invite our ushers to come forward and uh, give an offering together. For those of you who are analog, this is um, a time to put something in the bag as it goes by. Uh, a lot of us are digital and you can sign up through the app that we have or our website, and you can give electronically. Um, the electronic giving never forgets. When I used to give, uh, and it was giving just to the bag passing around, uh, depending on the week, I, I would have forgotten, and I, I forgot a bunch. And uh, this way, it just automatically takes it out, and it is painful sometimes. But... It's giving God the first thing right away, and it keeps working out. So let's pray. God, thank you for this place. Thank you for visions. Thank you for your Holy Spirit speaking to us in different ways and moving in creative ways. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for us. You didn't want to. You didn't want to go through with it. You, but you said, I'm going to do what my Father tells me to do. 
And you said that we were worth it because we were helpless and that the only way we were going to be able to experience heaven is if you did that work. Thank you for that work. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body being broken. Thank you, thank you. We give you this offering and just hope that it it does the work that you want it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, before we get into everything, an announcement, I don't know if it's still going off, but there was a white Volkswagen in the parking lot, and the alarm was going off. I don't know, and it was going off for a long time. So I don't know if it is still going off, but uh, if you got a white Volkswagen, you might want might to wrangle it. Uh, one of the things that, hey, you guys, you know what? Thank you so much. Last week, I guilted you pretty hard about volunteering in children's ministry because I missed my wife, uh, and she was serving there pretty much every week. And uh, man, she's in here today, hi. Um, Because like five or six people signed up to help in children's ministry. Thank you, thank you, really. Uh, I mean, it is, thank you. Uh, Speaking of children's ministry, because of those new team members, and also people who haven't gone through kind of a, a, a team meeting yet, in your program there, there's going to be Saturday, February 18th at 1 p.m. They're going to have a meeting to just get together and talk about what happens in children's ministry and some different goals and things. Uh, More information in the program. All right. So, what's your favorite candy? What kind of chocolate? Not all chocolate is created equal. What's that? Did you say 95%? Oh my gosh. That's like punishment. Caramel creams, bullseyes. That's a good answer. Made in Cincinnati. Who else? Caramello. Caramello. Yes, I've done some caramello damage in my time. Cadbury eggs. Cadbury eggs. (laughs) They're speaking my language. Have you ever put them in the microwave? Take the wrapper off. <laughs> Put it in the microwave for seven seconds. Don't go eight. You'll make lava. <laughs> I know snack hacks. It's one of the things that I'm known for. People are like, how do you know all these good things? Here's, here's how. I try all of them. <laughs> I love candy. Oh my gosh, I love candy. And so if, if your favorite candy, if one is good, more is better, right? More is better. You know, Werther's hard candy, I ate three pounds of those in one day one time. Three pounds! It was great. If one is good, then more is better. Not just with candy. If money is good, then more money is better. If stuff is good, belongings, things that you have is good, then more stuff is better, right? For some people, it's more activities. More activities are better. Uh, One of my friends, she is constantly struggling because her schedule is jam-packed with friends 
who are doing stuff, and she says yes to everything. She can't say no, and so she's trying to keep track of, well, at this time during the day, and she's just worn out all the time. There's never any room for anything else. She's booked up. What about more likes on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? More likes, more hearts, more shares. See, Adam and Eve had this problem right away at the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1 and 2 were pretty good. And God was good, and everything he made was good. And the Garden of Eden had everything that they could ever need, but all of a sudden, Satan comes along, and he tells them a lie. And he tells them that more is always better. More is always better, and the thing that you don't have is the thing that you need. The thing you don't have is the thing you need. God said, do not eat from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. And they, they were fine with that until Satan came along and he said, oh, he just doesn't want you to eat from that tree because then you'll, then you'll have everything you want. Then you'll be like God. You'll be equal to him. He lies. More isn't always better. When I was in third grade, the day after Halloween, I had gathered up all my nerds candy because that was my favorite at the time, and I had about 30 of those little boxes of them. I ate all of them at the bus stop. All of them. I have issues. <laughs> it was great at the time. Rode the bus, it was fine. I got to my first my first place like where we had like a homeroom area and I threw up the most beautiful uh, thing and delicious honestly <laughs> really and, but it was super horrifying and embarrassing and everything but I got to go home but I kind of figured out that day that more isn't always better what we're talking about today is one handful what it looks like to have one handful instead of two. One handful living. I'm a collector of things. It's a problem. So for one thing, before we go further, you guys need to hear this and know this. I am so bad at what I'm about to talk about today. This message is for me, and whoever wants to listen to it as well, you're invited. I am really, really bad at the particular things that I'm going to talk about today. This is not one of those where I'm telling you, here's what you got to do, I know from experience. No, I have no idea how to do a lot of these things, and I need help with them. I'm a collector of everything, of everything. Uh, if people have said, you know... If I'm, because if I'm going to be a bear of any kind, I'm going to be a grizzly. I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to be a brown bear. I'm not going to be a panda. I'm going to be the apex predator grizzly. I'm going to go all out. I don't dip my toe in. I jump headfirst into the deep end with my eyes closed and my wallet open. And so I collect everything. Ever since I was a kid, 
I think part of it started because I didn't have anything. And so when you don't have anything, some of you may be the same where you grew up and you didn't have anything, and now you're struggling with hoarding. Because now you have access to some things and you're getting all the stuff that you wish you had. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. For some of us, at some point, it was exciting because we owned stuff and we owned more stuff and we owned stuff. And all of a sudden, we looked around and our stuff owned us. Do any of you have to like keep up with different things and there are so many things around you're just moving this stuff over here and doing that and your stuff just owns you. Your stuff might own you because you can't have people over at your house, you can't welcome them over because your stuff has taken over everything. Ecclesiastes chapter four, it says this, it's better one handful with tranquility then two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. One handful with tranquility, with peace, with calm. Then two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Why is it better? Why is it better to, to help somebody else instead of helping yourself? Why is it better to give things away than than to collect more things? Why is it better to encourage someone than try to make yourself feel better by shopping? Any of you ever feel down and you try to do that retail therapy? Why is it better to take a nap sometimes than to rush around and try and get more and more and more and more done? For some of you, you might be the same as me, that when you're, when you're not getting things done, you feel like a failure. You feel like you're not productive, and so you're, you're not being of value. The only way that we become valuable is if we do what God told us to do and rest. Yeah. If you eat more and more, if you eat more than you usually do, your stomach stretches a little bit. And you keep doing it, and it stretches more and more. The more you eat, the bigger your appetite becomes. And you used to become, you used to be full with this, but now it's grown. One of my friends, uh, he went from one Chipotle burrito to two. That's a bad idea. Because you get a bigger appetite and it doesn't satisfy you anymore. And it's the same thing with, with stuff, with, with just more all the time. That uh, The more stuff you acquire, the more money you chase after, the more activities you, you want to do, experiences you want to have, the more of those things, your, your appetite just grows more and more and less things satisfy you. In Luke chapter 12, it says, Then Jesus said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. 
One of the things it says in scripture is that a rich man came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, oh, it's really easy. Sell everything you own and come follow me. And it says that, but the man had great wealth. The man had great possessions. And so he went away with his face downcast because he wasn't willing to let go of the stuff uh, to follow Jesus, even though he knew that Jesus was life-changing. And so sometimes we get wrapped up in building bigger barns. It says store up treasures in heaven. Uh, Some of us get wrapped up in storing up more and more things, bigger barns. Jesus says, if you are doing that, this very night your life will be taken from you. Luke 12, again, it says, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. Storing up things for yourself. If you have two storage units or more, that is weird. If nobody ever told you that, it's kind of weird to have one. I understand certain circumstances where you might need one. If you have two or more, that is weird, buddy. That is weird, and you got to get rid of some stuff and some fangs. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. And so what, what does matter? What matters? What matters most? Imagine if you had one month to live, and you had to compress that thought of what matters most, what do I need to do, what's in my bucket list of things I need to do within this month. The things that matter are my relationship with God. That matters. That's at the top. That's at the top of the list. If it's not at the top of the list, we got to work on getting it there. What matters is my family, my family, my, my wife and my kids. What matters is making a difference in the world. Making a difference. Showing God's love to people. What matters maybe to you is your sobriety. What matters is your church and your people that you have around you in your small group. What matters is leaving a godly legacy behind that your kids and your kids' kids... (laughs) We'll have these stories about, this is what my family did. And this is how I knew Jesus. And this is how I experienced God's love. And this is where I saw joy. What's important that people would see Jesus in me. You know, I got one month to live. Am I going to be saying, man, this is a ripoff. I got a feeling I might. <laughs> and so I got I to gotta focus on that place of, no, that people would see Jesus in me. That it says death does not have a hold on us. That we face death all day long. What matters is the, the loved ones that that they know Christ. I have so many people in my family 
who do not know Jesus. So many people in my family who say they know Jesus and they do not know Jesus. So many people, friends, that don't know Jesus, that are vehemently opposed to him. It's important that the people I love, (laughs) that they know him. It's important that I would get to see the Bengals win the Super Bowl at some point. (laughs) And so I hope the month lines up next year. Man, I'm I'm proud of those boys. Man, we got good things going on. The thing that's not on anybody's list about what actually matters most is the leather sofa. My wife and I like to go over to bargains and buyouts and look at different things. And one of the things they have now are all these different sofas that have like 11 different recliners in them. They're automatic. You have to plug your couch in because they have USB ports all over them and stuff. Some of them have refrigerators in them. You open up this little compartment and you put drinks in there. And you just get fatter and fatter. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm sitting and I'm like, oh, I want this. <laughs> the thing that's not on anybody's list of that one month to live, things that matter, are some make and model of a car. Things that aren't on that list, countertops. Oh, I went with the quartz. Granite, granite's old. Quartz. Polished concrete, that's in. It's not, that's not on the list anymore. The square footage of a house, uh, your Instagram or your TikTok followers, the kind of phone that you have. I gotta have the iPhone 13. High score on your favorite game, reaching level 200 in Fortnite. It's the idea of one handful living where you let go of what doesn't matter. You let go of what doesn't matter. Hebrews 12, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. What is the sin that easily entangles with what he's talking about? For me, it's when I get wrapped up in this stuff and I'm trying to collect things and all of a sudden I don't have any money, I don't have any margin for giving it away to people in need when God calls me to. All of a sudden, I don't have that 5 or $10 in my pocket that I could help somebody with. All of a sudden, I don't have that $1,000 that God is whispering in my ear to give to this family. And I believe it's sin. And I believe it's sin. That that is where it turns over. The selfishness, the the, the inability to follow God's calling on something because you were following yours. So what we're talking about, what I, what I think I need to do is the first thing is just cut back. Cut back. Cut back spending. Cut back schedules. Cut back. That one handful with money left over is way better than two handfuls of stuff with a noose around my neck. Any of you crippled by debt? You're crippled by debt? And you're paying off one credit card with another one? 
and you're just, all of a sudden, it felt like, it didn't feel like anything when it was leaving the card, and now it feels like hell, because I can't keep up with anything. And also, all that stuff is already old and not exciting anymore. And I really want new stuff. Maybe I need to get a new credit card. Some of you, it's schedules more than anything, that you got to cut back on your schedule. I got to a point a while ago where I, I couldn't say no to things that um, either were good things that I could do for somebody or things that I could do for somebody. And so I worked on my house for several years. I learned how to do all kinds of different things, carpentry, plumbing, electrical, all sorts of different things. Once I learned how to do those things, nine million people asked me to help them with those things. And I would say, yeah, for sure. I'd get myself in over my head, and I wouldn't be able to help them the way I wanted to, or just all my time was leaving. I was getting frustrated with things, and I should have just said no. No, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do it right now, I'm sorry. And so some of us got to cut back on things. The next one, some of us, me, got to throw out a bunch of stuff. I have to throw out a bunch of stuff. This is nearly impossible for me. Because everything that I have, I'm like, but this is worth money. I could sell it. Or I could give it to somebody. Or I could, all of the things that hoarders say. It's so hard to do it, but I need to throw out stuff. Because anytime I do, or anytime somebody else throws out my stuff, because honestly, I need somebody else to do it for me, when that stuff goes, I never miss it. I never miss it. I pretty much don't remember it existed. Some of us got to throw things out. Um, I have worked with several actual hoarders. One of the things is most hoarders don't think they're hoarders. Uh, they're like, no, I'm just, I have a, no. I... If you have a pathway anywhere in your house, anywhere in your apartment, if you have a pathway, you know what I'm talking about. You're a hoarder. The thing is, hoarding will cost you everything but that stuff. The thing that is that all of the hoarders I've talked with and worked with, the thing that they have in common is that their kids will not talk to them anymore. That's the thing that they have in common. That they have run off everybody else in their family because they chose stuff over it. Some of us, we have to cut back. Some of us have to throw out. Some of us have to turn off. Turn off. Turn off your freaking phone. Turn off the, the idolatry, honestly. The chasing after something that's not God at all. The continuous scrolling. So I, I deleted Snapchat because I realized, well, what the heck is this? Why do I have this? This is just another thing that... What, and I'm getting notifications. Oh, somebody sent me, oh wait, it's Snapchat that sent me a notification. Get rid of it. 
I haven't been on TikTok in months because it became an addiction. It's set up for that. Some of you need to delete apps. Some of you need to turn off the continual news cycle. You need to turn off Fox News. You need to turn off CNN. You need to turn off the news. If you're constantly looking at the news, you better be spending an equal amount of time in the Word of God because you need to see what both sides are up to. And then you need to fight for what does matter. You need to fight for what does matter. And it is a fight. You have to fight for what does matter. Some of us, we're stuck in a routine and we don't know how to get out of it. And I've always been this way. And it'll be weird for me to do something different. It'll be weird for me to um, start treating my family differently than I always have. Man, be weird. Start something new. Break a cycle. Break a, uh, you know, a generational curse that might be on you. That, well, my... My dad declared bankruptcy two times. I, if, I, if I didn't have my wife, I think I would have too. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4, it says, Remember the Lord, who's great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Fight for what does matter. Less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. Because my life is too valuable. Your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. My calling's too great. My God is too good to waste my time on meaningless crap. I turned 40 this year, and I'm only going to be this age once. I'm only going to be 40 once. Do I want to have... A good 40 or a useless one? I'm only going to be this age once. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Philippians 4, it says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or I'm hungry whether living in plenty or in want, I can do this through him who gives me strength. I can do this through him who gives me strength. It's, Ecclesiastes 4 says it's better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Are you chasing after the wind? I do. God created me, he created you, put you on earth to glorify him. And what that means is just to, that when other people would look at us, that they would see Jesus, that they would see God, that they would know we are Christians by our love. Not that, um, man, somehow that pastor's got a lot of stuff. That I would be able to glorify him. One part of that for me is giving away as many things as I can. And even though I'm a bit of a hoarder, 
I'm a generous hoarder. And I love giving things away. It's part of what lets, it's part of what kind of traps me in holding on to the stuff because I want to give it away. And I'm just waiting for the people to come through the door to give it to. But the thing that I was made for is to make a difference in the world, to make God known to people, that they would know who Jesus is and how good he is, to love him, to love him and just spend time with him, to to worship. How many of you have worshiped on your own? Where it's just you and God, where you actually give him time. A lot of us were like, well, I prayed, and it went something like this. God, I wish you would help me get that job. All right, see you later. <laughs> and then you don't get the job, and you're like, Ugh. God never helps me. He doesn't answer my prayers. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know you called. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell out chasing the wind looking for more and more and more. It's better to have one handful in a good marriage than two handfuls and tons of women, tons of different guys. It's better to have one handful and children that you actually know. My kids, I know them. And they know me. And we're friends. And there are people that will tell you you're not supposed to be friends with your kids. And those are the people who didn't hug their kids. And we're breaking that. Being friends with my kids has been the greatest thing ever. They're my best friends. And they know me and I know them. Better to have one handful and have close friends My friends say I love you to each other, always. (laughs) It's kind of funny. I get off the phone with one of my guy friends, sometimes burly guy friends, and love you, love you too. Because they're close friends. And we hug and we grab each other's butts. It's easier for me because I'm shorter than most of them. (laughs) Better to have one handful of stuff rather than be filled up with all these different activities and things and stuff that you're chasing. Better to have one handful in a good relationship with God. What he says in his word is be still and know that I am God. Be still. Like, and that... God is in the whispers. God is in, he's not in the roaring thunder. He's not in the, sometimes he is, but most times when he's speaking to us individually, personally, it's in that place where we get quiet. And we have time for him. And we, we have margin in our schedule. We have room. Room for reading his word, and what I'll say is room also, one way that you worship, one way that you can connect with God is watching things. Yes, on the internet, on the television. 
Because what has happened, the generation that we live in now, we are in a place where a huge shift has taken hold, where the spoken word has become as powerful as the written word. And so there are talks all over the place. There are Bible studies and devotionals online. There are incredible small group videos. There are TED Talks where you can learn. And you can, you can, you know, watch, watch planet Earth and whatever they're talking about with, with any kind of thing. Some, some of you will get wrapped up in, oh, they, they said evolution. Shut up. Watch it and say, look at the thing that God has made. Praise you, Lord. However it came to be, praise you for making that. Better to have one handful in love than two handfuls with stress and panic and greed and more and more and more and chasing after the wind. It's infinitely better to have less of the stuff that doesn't matter and more of the stuff that does. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, it says, And so I hated life, because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless. It's a chasing after the wind. I hated all the things that I had toiled for under the sun. This is Solomon who's writing this, who is considered to be the wisest man on earth. He says, All of this was meaningless, and I hated all the things that I toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. You can't take it with you. I'm going to leave some serious problems for my kids. I'm going, good luck going through some of this stuff. They're going to find collections they can't believe. You know how many yo-yos I have? About 12. <laughs> and who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool, yet he'll have control over all the work into which I've poured my effort and skill under the sun. This, too, is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over my toilsome labor under the sun. For a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then he must leave all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This, too, is meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days is work, is pain and grief. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This, too, is meaningless. In Proverbs 17, it says, Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. I love some bread. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 says, Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. This too is meaningless and it's a chasing after the wind. Proverbs 15 says, Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. A lot of us are just on that donkey following a carrot. 
You see where they're dangling the carrot in front of the donkey? And it, he's never going to get it. It's just chasing the wind. He's, the donkey is chasing the carrot. We are chasing the wind. And we're never going to catch it. Never going to catch it. And so uh, today's about one handful. And what would it look like for you to drop things from one of them and just live with the other? Because if you don't have either of your hands free, God can't put a single thing in it. You're, you're, you're carrying things all over the place. And it's not just this hand and this hand. Uh, you get to that place where you're like, how many can I stack? One handful living gives you the opportunity for God to put something in the other one. Let's pray. God, I thank you again and again and again for having a better way. Jesus, when you came, you, the whole thing that you showed up and did is you started making us homesick for heaven. Or we didn't even know what we wanted. And you started giving us a picture of a different kind of way. A better way that was really, really hard. A better way that was just really difficult because we have so many things that we, that we love and we love them more than you. And you call us to drop our things. You call us to drop our schedules. Call us to drop our, our idols. And to be freed up to be able to experience you and experience heaven on earth. Not just waiting for some day that we would experience heaven. You say that heaven's going to come here and that it's already breaking through. And we are living in the already and the not yet. That the not yet is we're going to get the full measure of heaven. But we also have the already the things that have broken through, that your light has poked through, like you poked your finger through a tapestry and light just started coming, pouring through in those places, heaven on earth. God, pray that you would make this a spiritual hot spot, that there would be more activity, that you would light up this place, that we would be a different kind of people. We say, come Holy Spirit. Just empower us to fight for the stuff that does matter and fight for it with all we have. Pray that in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you guys. Hey, thank you. I love you all. I hope to see you soon. And I'm going to be praying for you, and I pray that I, I'm asking that you would be praying for me that I'd be able to let go of stuff and not be controlled by it. Thanks. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.